Hello and welcome to a special edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, this is a unique podcast that we do every week. If this is a, your first time to discover Rick and Bubba, uh, we do a daily Monday through Friday uh, full talk show. You can find out more by going to Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com, but we welcome you. What we're going to do today, if you're not familiar with uh, our day job, uh, you, you may not know some of these things. These are letters from uh, viewers and listeners of the Rick and Bubba show. And they're kind of broken down, Bubba, into different categories. There's, hey, moments in Rick and Bubba history. Tell me some stuff about behind the scenes business-wise. And then there maybe we may get to some uh, questions, some faith questions that are in here as well. So we're going to go through these letters. Uh, we'll get as many in as we can. And like I say, this will be a reoccurring series. Yeah. Whatever yeah. ones we don't get to, you know, there, there'll be other times we'll do this. So, Bubba, why don't you get us started with letter number one? Well, Rick, this uh, is a letter about a pr- uh, programming issue. It comes from uh, Matt Neal. Mm-hmm. And he said he wants to hear more about Bubba microwaving his underwear and Rick pumping gas in his underwear. So yeah. this is really an underwear question. Can you segment. imagine? Can you imagine you just found this podcast and this is question one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, you know I think both of these are on uh, best of CDs. I don't know which one right off right. The, the cuff here, but I will say this: uh, my story of microwaving my underwear goes back to. When the children had just been born, they were very young. Betty is taking care of them. She's very tired. And the night before we went to bed, I basically knew I was out of underwear, and I asked Betty about it, and she said, there's some in the dryer. So just grab them in the dryer in the morning. So I go in to grab the underwear. I put them on, and they are still wet, damp. Not dripping wet, but damp, which is not a good feeling no, if you've ever put on no, damp underwear. No, that's bad. So then I had a I had a problem because I could not cut the dryer on because that was going to wake up everybody in the house. Yeah, Because yep. all the buzzing and clicking, you know, that all goes with that. Uh, and I thought, well, I can't go with wet underwear. No, what am I going to do? No. And I, I noticed the microwave, and I thought, well, I'll just heat them up in the microwave, right. and get them good and toasty. Yeah. Uh, little did I know they would flame up. <laughs> And so I came to work. My underwear was dry, but they had uh, a black hole in it. And uh, so, but, you know, it seemed logical at the time looking back on it. But I know that if you have a young mother and young children, you will do anything not to wake no, them up. you're right. So I, my only other option I've thought about it over the years would be maybe to hang that underwear on the antenna on the car and try to dry it going to work. And everybody loves to see that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. of course you're riding without underwear. Right. You know, and and plus, that's, that's now, not good. Nowadays, everybody has a flag for something. What does this stand for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm afraid that might got pulled me over, and I would hate to have to get out and walk the line. Yeah, and so safety note there, do not microwave your underwear because they do catch on fire. They will. Uh, another thing Bubba hit on, it, a lot of these things you ask, these historic moments, can be found on iTunes. All of our Rick and Bubba 20... Eight different CDs, I think, or something like that, are all out there on iTunes if you're ever looking for those. So, Bubba, here's one talking about bidding. Okay, Ben. Yep. Oh, I didn't finish mine, did I? I was supposed to tell yeah, about Yeah, about your pumping okay. gas. So what happened on that day? Sorry about that. On my day, I was listening to something that was breaking in the sports world. Uh, I, one of the universities where we live in Alabama was was firing a coach. I think it was a Terry Bowden. I think it was. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to that. And Sherry and I were going out on a date. Sherry's my wife. We are going out on a date that night, and it was also during my times of small kids and all that, just like Bubba was talking about, which is a much more chaotic time. And we had a babysitter coming or something like that. And so uh, so I, I went in the house and, and started taking my clothes off, listening to this breaking story, 
And it hit me that we weren't going to have time for me to get gas in the truck or car, whatever I had then, to go on the date. And I knew that, you know, that I didn't have time for that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go back down to the gas station at the bottom of the hill by our house, pump, go ahead and get the, the, the car full of gas. Right. That way we don't have to worry about that. Well, for some reason, distracted by this breaking news story or whatever, I had my T-shirt or shirt still on, and I was now in my underwear. And I jumped in the truck, and I, and I just drove down to get gasoline. And I'm listening to this breaking story and breaking story. And, you know, you're sitting there, and I step out, you know, to pump the gas, and I get it started, and I notice people are looking at me. <laughs> and I think, yeah, fan of the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah fan yeah. of the show. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a breeze blew across my bare legs. And when that breeze hit my bare legs, I said, I'm in my underwear. <laughs> I'm in my underwear. I now, hope you paid at the pump. Well, thankfully, pay at the pump had come on the scene, and I just jumped in the truck. But I'm sitting there thinking, I still have one more time. I have to get out and uh, and and you know put the uh, the nozzle back up when it's done. But um, I, I I realized that day that you can be distracted enough with breaking sports stories and small children that you'll pump gas in your underwear. Yes, you yeah, will. Yeah. So uh, Bubba, one about business, mm-hmm. uh, and well, we can speak to this. What is the story, and this does not have a, a name on this one. No, it does. Daniel. Daniel Ingram. It's up there on the top. What is the story of the closest time the show came to no longer existing? Now, now I know the I know one early on. That's that's probably the most prominent as, as far as we almost were no more. Uh, and that was uh, after you and I had been doing the show together for three years. Uh, when they moved it to Birmingham, we, right. had, we had been Rick and Bubba for three years, right? right. About that. Yeah, three and a half, something like that. So they moved the show to Birmingham. Do you want to unpack the engineering side of why the, how the show got moved to Birmingham and us still be on the same station? Well, uh, they were, you know, a lot of the companies were buying up FM signals, and, right. and they're more valuable in the bigger market right. they are. Yeah. So uh, the the Q104 that we were on at the time, their transmitter was on uh, the mountain in steel at, Ch- at uh, Chandler Mountain, and they they moved it into the Birmingham area to make it more valuable and to try to get a better signal over the Birmingham area, and they were going to buy another station in Gadsden and have it. So that was kind of the engineering reason for that being moved. Yeah, so we now go from being in Gadsden, Alabama, to being on in Birmingham, Alabama, to Bubba's Point, bigger market, higher rates, more money, and they had allowed stations to do that. If you could find a frequency that would allow you to yep. move a little closer. Had closed. to fit. All of it had to fit. All of it together. had to fit. Yep. So we think, well, good, we're going to a bigger market, and our contract had 90 days left on it. And uh, we were told uh, when we got to Birmingham, we was all fired up, uh, that uh, as soon as that contract ended, we would be sent back to Gadsden if they could find another station to buy. Right. And that we were too small town, we would never work in a bigger market, uh, and and that we were done, and uh, so that that time we were ninety days from a, a Rick and Bubba three and a half year run being the end of Rick and Bubba, yeah. or at least I don't know what would have happened to us, uh, but by the grace of God, uh, we were in a market that also got ratings much quicker and more often yeah, every quarter. Yeah, every quarter. Mm-hmm. So after that ninety days, uh, thank you Lord, uh, the ratings came out and we were the number two show in the market. Without only with being there only ninety days, yeah, and so that then put everybody in a tailspin that suddenly everybody wanted us when they didn't want us, and uh, that led to us surviving that. And I guess the the last one would have been probably the last contract. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, I hate to bring that yeah, up. Am well, I supposed to bring that well, up? Well, I'll, I'll go back to the one you were talking about. I yeah. mean, you uh, you know, it's a fine line between being the redheaded stepchild and the prom queen. It really and, is. And uh, we, we were witness to that. You know, we, we work on contracts for periods of time, and when that's up, it's up. It's so, up, yeah. you know, you never know when it's going to be the last one. And, uh, you know, thank the Lord again, as you said, and all of you folks that listen uh, you have kept us gainfully employed for 30 years, and we really appreciate it. Those ratings don't come in. The Rick and Bubba show's lifespan might have been three and a half years. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, I mean, I'm, I think we would have still tried to do it somewhere, but I don't know how that would have worked, where we would have landed. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that one was – and there were so many things that took place, um, which another person has a, a question we might get to in a little bit that ties into the rest of that. But, you know, we, we met somebody who was a, a brilliant legal mind that, you know, that happened through a little league, uh, you know, relationship. Yeah. That, that Obviously God opened yeah, doors. Yeah, and, and all that. So there were a lot of things that fell into place right there. But Bubba makes a, the best point. Without all of you out there, uh, the show would have been over. And then, you know, just recently, you know, we had a contract negotiation get down, you know, to a, a smaller window than we have had in years. And with the ever-changing industry and all that, you know, there were some angst, you know, about could we get, could we get another another deal, you know, uh, the way we wanted it. We were able to do that, thank goodness, and thank the Lord. Uh, but I would say probably that one was the biggest, and then this last one, there was a little bit of anxiety. And for me, too, I, you know, I had uh, last year, it's been well documented, we talked about it on the show, I was diagnosed with liver well, cancer. Well, yeah, then there's the health and, stuff, And, yeah. uh, you know, you think, well, d- depending on what all we have to do here, because they were going to do surgery and radiation and chemo was a possibility, which, you know, makes you can make you very sick. Uh, and it's, I'm, I'm thinking, Hey, can I, can I do the show? Can I continue? You know, and Lord again, yeah. thanks that it didn't require that. So, uh, well, that's always, you know, health issues are always well, worried too. This is behind the scenes. So we want this to be stuff. I mean, I'm going to tell you something, brother was sitting down in your office and talking about life insurance policies and that kind of stuff. That wasn't any fun. No, I didn't like that at all. No. And, but we literally got into those kind of conversations. So you're right. That, Had that to check everything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess before we take a break and come back, I guess since it's so close, this would this would go into Nancy's question. I'm, I'm I'm only doing that because she's basically asking what we're asking, say talking about now. How do your contracts work? Uh, are they renewed yearly, every five years? Who negotiates for you? Um, I, I, do y'all have an agent? Not have an agent? And what is this y'all keep saying it, that y'all are mandated to take vacation? <laughs> and how does that work? Well, that's a joke, Nancy, about being <laughs> mandated. What it means is we negotiated that much vacation yeah, right, right. in our contract, so we have a legal right to that that those vacation days. And the people we no- negotiate with gave us those vacation days, so how about this? We're going to take them. Yeah, it's, We it's, negotiated and got them, and we're going to take them. It's really an old Johnny Carson, David Letterman bit where yeah. they, they would talk about they were forced to take days off due to their legal binding contract, but it yeah. it just means we have those. That's all. It was just a little funny on that Yeah, part. that just means that's vacation time that we negotiated and got, <laughs> uh, and so we take them. Uh, the other is we have people that make sure the, the contracts are legally what we want them to be. Uh, we don't have a per se agent. A lot of times we negotiate our own deals, and then we make sure that all of that is on paper the way we all agreed to it. We do have somebody that does that. And the, as far as how often it happens, varies. it varies wildly. Yeah. We've had five-year contracts. We've had two-year contracts. We've had three-year contracts. Right. Uh, each negotiation, the window of time 
of uh, in between them, it, it varies based on the last. Yeah, year really, shift. just based on the company uh, that we're working for. What they, you know, some of them like longer deals, some of them like shorter. I think uh, longer uh, earlier in our career, they've been shorter more recently, and I think a lot of that has had to do with the changing markets and COVID and everything else because people don't want to be tied down for a long period of time. Yeah, they have been shorter so lately. Quick, yeah. yeah, they have been shorter lately, and ours, thank goodness, uh, are negotiated. They they drop dead. They when they end, they end. Yeah. We don't have lingering non-competes or anything like that. And, you know, she went on to say, you know, uh, we're talking about the vacation. And our vacations, for the most part, there's there's a, there's maybe one week that's a little different. Most of them, and it drives my wife crazy and probably yours too, we have to take at certain times because of the rating period. Uh, you know, they're, yeah, they're, we try to we try to stay in those rating periods as best we can, uh, so, or out of them. yeah, or out <laughs> of them, so that we're on the air while the ratings are happening. All right, we'll come back. We'll we'll finish some more of your letters when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, letters from the audience continues. Well, Bubba, we just talked about life insurance, and mm-hmm. and, and I can't believe that the first uh, sponsor on the Rick and Bubba University Day is Ladder Life Insurance. Better have it. Isn't that something? Uh, let me tell you the beautiful thing about Ladder. You want life insurance to be simplistic. I'm dead. How much money do my loved ones get or the people depending on me? Okay. And so ladder is 100% digital, meaning if you are looking to get $3 million of life insurance or less, there'll be no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, all you do is answer a few questions about your health in an application and you'll know if you're approved. Okay, I mean, it's almost immediate. Uh, you just need a few minutes, a phone, a laptop to apply. The algorithms work in real time, and you'll find out if you're instantly approved. It's simple. Go to ladderlife.com slash rickbubba. That's ladderlife.com slash rickbubba to see if you are instantly approved. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash rickandbubba. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. We're back. Letters from you, the audience. Bubba, what's the next one? Rick, I have a letter here, an email from Monica, and I'm not sure about this last name. L-U-K-S-A. How would you say that? Say it again. L-U-K-S-A. Luxa. Luxa. Or Luxa. Luxa. She has several questions here, Rick. One, uh, she wants to know what's the funniest thing that has ever come out of Speed Racer's mouth. Not the funniest physical stunt he's pulled, but what's the funniest thing he said? Well, we can't. Well, I, I, mean, I will say I, I this. I don't think we can it, say that because he wasn't supposed to say it when he said yeah, it. Yeah, in our business, if you ever have a misspeak and you mm. say something you should not say on the air, that's usually some of the funniest stuff. And I know it maybe shouldn't be that way. Right. But but it is. The fact that it's a yeah. Bobo no-no is what makes it funny. Yeah, I, I think that and um, and the um, something about... When when he was attacked by the police dog, yes, um, and uh, and and when he when all of a sudden we're talking to him and it grabs his arm and begins to try to take it off at at the arm, uh, you know, right there at the shoulder, and he's like, and and and, and he he's going like that, and I loved uh, the the times when he would say when he was trying to run down a field and get to the other end during some championship game while they were you know pregame or whatever, and he would say to the people who just captured him. I tell you what, I'm gonna run to the end zone, then I'm gonna quit. You know that that kind of stuff. <laughs> Once I, I get it. to the yeah. end zone, I'm out. Yeah, the Russian jet. The Russian jet was one I was going to mention. Yeah. Uh, Speedy took a ride in a Korean War era World War Two or, or Korean War era 
yeah. uh, jet that had been uh, refurbished, and it was Russian. And they had a Russian uh, mechanic and Russian pilot working yeah. on it. It was a, a place that did this up close to Gadsden, Alabama. And Speedy took a ride in it. So he was trying to communicate with uh. the Russian pilot who was up in front. He uh. was behind him. Uh. And uh, that was pretty funny too, yeah, it really, to me. It really was, yeah. And a second part of this, uh, she says, this is Monica again. She says uh, she loves hearing about sibling stories between Rick and Greg. And she'd like to hear more about Angie. Uh-oh. And has she ever, ever been interviewed on the air? Or could you get her on a podcast? She's been on the air briefly mm-hmm. a couple of times. Not much. She uh, She's a little different than you and Greg. Yeah. She doesn't really uh-uh. uh, look for the spotlight. No. And, and her being a school teacher, it's so hard with the yeah. time that we're on the air. Uh, even, you know, I was thinking even, it'd have to be summer to bring her on a podcast. You know, a podcast with her is not a bad idea. Yeah, I, th- it, I think it, we ought to try that. Yeah, now, I, I will say yeah. this, looking in from the outside, I think Angie's very funny, too. I she think is. she shares y'all's uh, sense of humor and uh, always looking to find uh, fault in what's going on Well, and, and in the, a comedic way. Yeah, and there's always— I don't the, mean that bad, Angie. No. Okay, that's, the, that's a compliment, believe it or not. The funny we do, too, is that you know, she's the one I, I do more than Greg— because she prides herself on being the child that our parents actually love, actually, the one that they actually yeah. love. And Greg and I are the children that our parents tolerate. And um, and so what I do, anytime I'm really taking care of mom and dad, I send her a picture of me with mom and dad, say, boy, mom and dad really love what I did for them today. And I'll claim I'm back up at the number one spot. And then she'll send me something going, just brought mom and dad dinner tonight. And it looks like I'm back at the number one slot, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. So you got to have a little fun. Yeah, that. so that might, that might be a good idea. Do you have another question with her? No. I've no, no, no. All right, this one, let's, get, let's do this one. This one was a biggie. Uh, this comes from Jennifer, Jennifer White. Can you guys go into the story of Vicky Quest? I'm not a new listener, but I've never heard this adventure. It was prior to me becoming a listener. My mom knows it, but, uh, but I'm sure it's funnier coming from y'all. Uh, is that on the best of CD? We have bad news there, uh, but but she wants to say, what is Vicky Quest? I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. Can y'all tell us what happened? First of all, I'll answer the last question first. It's not on a best of CD because it, we'd have to put the whole show on yeah, a best it, it of. It was just so long. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it literally spanned over days. Yeah. And it, it referred to a young lady who emailed us. She was a big fan of the show from Georgia. And she said she was losing her eyesight, that right. she'd been diagnosed with something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Right. But she would be blind in a period of time. Yep. But before she lost her vision, she wanted to see us, meet us, and yep. see what we looked she like. She wanted to lay eyes on us right. before she went blind. I know that sounds... I know. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And so we sent Speedy to pick her up because of her eyesight. She couldn't drive. And it became the the adventure of trying to find her trying to get her, trying to get her here to a hotel room, get her to the studio. And then when we met her and her friend, some weirdness about all of that. And really, it it ended up with, I think, a very crazy twist. It did. Because a lot of times we will have a code word that if we need to bail out on something, if we need to basically abort the mission, it's a safety word. Yeah, it, it basically a safety word, and it changes from time to time yep. depending on what it was. But we had decided ahead of time that John Deere mm-hmm. was going to be the safe word. If we need to bail on this project, if Speedy, you need to abandon this this expedition. Yeah, at any point during this, just say it John got Deere. Too weird. Just say John Deere. John Deere. We shut it down. Everybody goes home, and it's all over. So she brings a friend with her. There's there's a lot of in between here. I'm not going into. Don't I'm forget the to, drum solo. I'm trying. 
<laughs> Don't forget I'm, the drum I'm solo. Trying. Well, there was a drum set in her apartment, and I said, "Speedy, do not leave that apartment until she plays drums and gives us a solo." And she, and she wore she it out, and yeah. she did. And she had pictures of a lot of celebrities there who uh, she had met through various ways. Yes, but uh, she brought a friend with her, and as we're interviewing her, uh, they had a little trouble getting to the studio yes, that they morning. Did. It was a, kind of a calamity, mm-hmm. and. I noticed that the girl she was with had some type of tongue piercing. Yep. And we asked her what it was, and she stuck her tongue out, and it was a tongue piercing that had the logo John Deere. There's it. that is not made up. That what are the not, chances of that? Uh, apparently, a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> it, it, and, and we knew. Look, is, we got to get out of here. Is this is God, a sign from above. Is God telling us yeah. that, that, that? Use the safety word, you idiots. Uh, but it was an odd, odd, odd experience. Greg Burgess was not on the show at the time. He said that he pulled his truck over and he was mesmerized and he could not turn the radio off. Right. You know, and and so it was um, it was quite an adventure. Yes, it was. Rick, I have another email from Josh Fincher. All right. Says, uh, guys, two questions. What's the story behind Stay In It? And is it tube locked or tube locked okay. that you refer to on it's a the great show? great question. Yeah. Uh, Stay In It comes from basically burning rubber mm-hmm. uh, in a car. Yep. And it came from um, the Mountain Dancer, that series. What, Jeb, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Jess- Jessica White. Jessica White. White. Yeah. And they would get out in the yard, which was mostly dirt, and cut uh, circles mm-hmm. spinning out. And the rest of the family would scream, stay in it. That's right. Just and we kind of. <laughs> I'd stay in it. would go right here. Stay in it. And, uh, and so we actually we, did that in the culture growing up. If somebody wanted to burn their tires, yeah. and that means stay on the accelerator, don't let up. And that became kind of a, a, a mantra for us on anything we needed to be committed to. Yeah. You know, stay in it. Don't, yeah. don't let up. And we keep, we keep going. It became a battle cry. No doubt. Uh, it is two blocked, right. the number two and blocked. Right. And it is a football term right. of somebody who's not able to do anything because two, you're getting double teamed. Yeah, when, when somebody's two blocked, they are stuck. They, there's no way out. They can't function. They're not speaking. They're caught in a stare. Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 they're not moving forward. They're too confused by the situation to even function. Or they can't figure it out, so they're two blocked. Right. I, mean, I mean, they got nowhere to go, as you said. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue. Letters from you, the audience, on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. I know every day we talk about it on the on the big show. I don't like spending money with people that don't share my views, but I don't know what else to do. I ain't got a choice. Well, when it comes to your wireless and your cellular service, yeah, you do. You have Patriot Mobile. Uh, uh, how about this? Patriot Mobile. Uh, you know, as our uh, as as things are happening, Americans are sick and tired of all this woke propaganda being jammed into every product, on every company you deal with. So big mobile companies are no different. For years, they've been dumping millions into leftist causes, and uh, you know what? We had to take it before, but not anymore. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You will not lose good service. If you don't agree, they'll switch you back over at no charge to you. Can you keep your own phone number? Yes, if you want to. Uh, They have a U.S.-based customer service team. uh, And uh, so how about this? Switching is very, very easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Rick Bubba. Now, if you are uh, you know, a first responder, you are a veteran, 
Uh, You're in our military. They have special deals for you. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba or call call them at 878-PATRIOT. This edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, is letters from you, the viewers and the listeners of the Rick and Bubba show and and or this podcast. And Bubba, we have others. Are you ready? Yeah, fire it up. So here's one. I know I thought we had covered this before, but somebody says, and we have different categories. This is over in the spiritual. Uh, we've heard Rick's testimony many times. Bubba, we would love to hear your testimony. Yeah, I thought we'd covered this before. I thought before. we did too, but, uh, but I think but, it, that's an important thing. Yeah, but I, I was uh, I was 10 years old, and I asked uh, Jesus into my life and my heart uh, at 10 years old at a revival at uh, First Baptist Church of Weaver, Alabama. We were there to see a friend of my dad's preach, and God had been uh, working on me for a while, and um, it uh, I just I, I couldn't stay in that seat any longer. Mm-hmm. Man, I had to go up front and make a change, and best thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, that's uh, you know it, that that's one of those you know the reason why we talk about it all the time, and you're one of those examples. You know, when people are talking about children, and do we do we pressure them? Are we working on people's emotions and all that? And I say, you know what, I, I'm I'm telling you, I'm not for denying. You know, Jesus Himself said, "Do not uh, keep the children from coming to me." Is it true? Like in my case, some people don't really fully understand, and later in life they grasp it. Sure, but what about all those people like Bubba that that didn't happen? Yeah, you know, so you don't deny children if they if, if they if they're being prompted by the Holy Spirit and they understand what's going on and and they go up there. I I can tell you as many people who that is their testimony as I can those who said it. I didn't know what I was doing. And my wife Betty, she was uh, actually saved at a. a Vacation Bible School. She feels very passionately about that. But I'll tell you this, and it was a kind of a pre prerequisite to this. We went through my my family. My dad had ten brothers and sisters, so they had a big Mm -hmm. family. And uh, there was a lot of folks on my mother's side too. And we went through a period when I was about eight or nine years old where we had a lot of deaths, Mm -hmm. and we went to a lot of funerals. Yeah. And I've heard parents before say, I don't want to carry the kids to that. I don't want to expose them to that, whatever. But being exposed to that made me start asking the question, hey, what happens to me when I die? Right. And and that you know it brings you to that reality that I, I've got business I got to take care of. Right, I'm, I'm right. you know no matter how good I am, how good my parents are, how many times I go to church, I'm lost. I have to have a personal relationship. So I've always tried to, and and I have told other parents who we've had the discussion. I said don't don't shelter your kids from going to a funeral. Because right. it, it really was one of the most important things in my and life. And got them through it, like yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. And came out of it with a better feeling that I understood it. I knew what was going on. And I didn't I didn't worry. I didn't have to fear that anymore. I kind of put it to bed. You know? Right, yeah. And um, and sometimes people say, well, when people children are that young, they don't understand sin. Yeah, they do. I mean, children, if you talk to them, they understand. I remember even discipling uh, our kids. It doesn't take long for a kid to understand that they don't do everything right. Right. You know, I mean, all you got to yeah. do is point out a few things. And they're kind of like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, I understand that. And uh, so. Um, if you can get to those moments yeah. where they're being honest and it's not everything, you know, going around you, getting their attention, you can have some really, I think, adult conversations with some fairly young children. Yeah, and treat it like the beginning, not the end. Then then yeah. you then start trying to really teach them scripture and be sure that they're immersed in scripture and that they that sanctification process starts. Um Bubba, you have another one over there? Yeah, I have one. Uh this question is about on air regrets. Ooh. Uh enjoy five hours each day. Put my headphones on. My question, is there anything you've done on the air as you look back you regret? 
Is it a bit or an interview, even remote? Love the show. This comes from uh, Jason Inslee. Jason, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure if I thought about it long enough, um, I could probably find something that I went, wow, I probably shouldn't have done that, whatever. But more more so, and this is almost on a daily issue, I think when I'm, I lay down at night, I think, you know, I could have handled that better. Yeah. I, I could have yeah. Yeah. dealt with this better. I could have said this. I could have said that. So there is a constant kind of review process, but I... You know, I'm sure we've made mistakes um, that we could easily point out if we thought about it a little bit more. But, I, you know, it's hard to do what we do if you're constantly worried about what you've done. You kind of move forward, right. and that's the thing. It's it's more little adjustments for me personally than it is big adjustments. Yeah, I, I, I saw that question in the emails, and I, I would love to say on this particular day, at this particular time, this particular thing happened, and I regret that. I'm like you now. I, I can tell you the things I regret in general. Right. Uh, and kind of what you're talking about, and part of it too, as as we're maturing as 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 men, and I know with us maturing as men that sounds funny, but spiritually, when I talk about sanctification, there's really not much we can do. When I'm, and I, I know the scripture says I have no excuse, so don't hear me saying that. But the fact remains that as I've grown spiritually, there's things that I was okay with that I'm not okay with anymore because of a sensitivity that the Holy Spirit has given me which is sanctification. That, right. that should be happening. So there's some things that if I was the man I am now, I wouldn't have done that then, but I can't go be that man then because I wasn't him yet. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, and I'm it, not making an excuse for it. I'm just saying. I guess you could look at it two ways. You could say, well, we'll regret doing this, but it's more like, hey, we've made a course adjustment. Right. There's really nothing you can do to take care of that. So you, you yeah. change going forward, and hopefully that, that takes but, care but of it. But two categories for me personally that I've tried to grow on that I do, like Bubba said, when you reflect on the day. I don't like that feeling when I get into the show and I go, I think that we went down a road of sexual innuendo or we got a little crass. Uh, I kind of regret that. I wish I had reeled that in. And there's been time that uh, – and, and Bubba – has brought this up that I think that that you do see the most growth in with me is that I'm kinder and more gentle with people than I used to be. Rick, you're, you're, you have right. made leaps and bounds. Yeah, there have, there have been my treatment of people on the phones and on the show that uh, that I have regretted. Um, but again, I'd love to give you a specific time. I just <laughs> yeah, right, I right. just know that you're happened. doing better. Rick. Yeah. So so better. those two areas I don't I don't feel good about when I feel like we got lazy on the show and we fell back into some of this lazy stuff. Uh, that that sometimes men can go to when they start hanging out in the locker room or whatever. Those those uh, those I can't I don't feel as good about as maybe one time when they didn't bother me. And, and I will say, far as uh, things we had to do earlier in the career that we really had no choice, remotes at various places. Yeah, yeah that was some right. things we had to be involved in. But as the show has grown and we were able, uh, thanks to you, the listener, yeah. to be able to go to our at, at our contract and say look we don't want to be a part of that that's right and then you know we've we've been able to do that with a few things but you can't do it with everything yeah and you know i, I get emails of why don't you guys not do this or not do that well we do a pretty we, good yeah, job of staying we, out of this we've taken care of a lot of the biggies and yeah. you know we can't just wall off everything that right. would be offensive to anybody if we did we're yeah. we're in trouble so, correct yeah because uh, we try we we do review complaints and questions and talk about it among ourselves and we try to do the best we can yeah and we we really do look at people you know is this person holding us accountable and and do they make a point that is valid 
And then we listen to that. But then we have the other group we call the Pharisees, which means you just can't make these people happy. They nitpick every little thing we right, do, right. and and we usually don't listen to them, right? Because uh, because through then that. we have analysis paralysis. I mean, you yeah. you never can't do that. Yeah, you never do the show. Um, do you have another one? Rick, yeah, yeah, you want to talk? Or a was it me? I you, forgot whose time. Yeah, it was. I don't remember who came up with that one either. Do you want to do a? Uh, do you want to do a business one? A uh, bit, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Something, something to do with Ben. Uh, so here's what somebody says: says Are you concerned about um, uh, the the changing of the industry? This comes from John Sturges, I think. Uh, says you know, with all the streaming combined with the terrestrial com- combined with all the the different ways things are being done, uh, are you guys uh, concerned about losing revenue? Uh, I, I guess it's more of a revenue question, talking about how all this works. Well, you know, you just have to adapt uh, to the times. I, I will say this: that may surprise. Some of you um, is as far as revenue is concerned. Terrestrial radio still produces the most money. Yeah, it's I mean, I, it I, is the bl- bread and butter of our business model, no yep. doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we have tried to grow and adapt to streaming and uh, YouTube and even this podcast that you're hearing right now. If you're right. hearing us, you you see something we've mm-hmm. branched into. Right. So we're, we're trying to always be out there and grow with the industry, but good old terrestrial radio, get in your car, at your house, flip it on, turn it on, is still the bread and butter, and, and I still love it. Oh, I do too. And uh, But we want to be in all of it. You know, Bubba has always done a good job on our team of trying to keep us out ahead of this kind of stuff. I remember when we got into syndication, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and one of the things was we either better get in syndication or we're going to get replaced by syndication. Yeah. And I think the same way with the streaming, you just don't need to have your eggs, even though our love is terrestrial radio. That's our bread and butter. That's what made us as little boys want to get into this business and still is my passion, but, uh, and our passion, but you can't be foolish. You can't put all your eggs in one basket anymore. So what we try to do is say, we're going to be in all of it. Yeah, and you have to. Yeah, and then let's diversify our revenue streams, and, and let's get revenue streams coming in from all of it. But terrestrial radio is, is still the bread and butter, but we're not foolish enough to not recognize, as you hear us talking on this podcast right now, that we need to be in all of it. Yeah, you have to. Rick, a uh, quick question here about the Gunnersville Treaty. Oh, boy. Want to know more about the Gunnersville Treaty and mm-hmm. uh, unpack it a little bit. Well, Bubs. Um, Bubs. we are all practical jokers on some level, yeah. uh, Greg included. And when we were um, out doing uh, some DJing and other stuff, uh, the practical jokes, um, they were some really good ones. Uh, and they, mm. they started to get out of hand. Mm. And over time, mm. as they escalated, mm. um, you got so you had, as you mentioned before, analysis paralysis. You couldn't do anything mm. because you're afraid you're being pranked. You couldn't even move. You, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, eat your sandwich. You couldn't yep. drink your drink. You couldn't sit down in a chair. You, you had to look over your shoulder oh, the whole terrible, time, and, terrible. It, and it became a big distraction. Well, we were doing a dance, uh, DJing, uh, it was, uh, Greg and Rick did this prior to me joining, mm-hmm. uh, in Gunnersville, Alabama. I'm a nervous wreck right now. And that particular night at the Gunnersville, uh, got completely out of hand. Completely out of hand. And, uh, and it got, uh, and, and we all just, we said, okay, look, okay. we, we all enjoy practical jokes, but we're, we're now, so we can't function. We can't do the show. We can't do these gigs. We have to have a treaty among ourselves. We will not do each other. That's yep. the only way we can go. We can't 
we can't keep going like it was going. So that was the, the basis of the Gunnersville and, and what happened in Gunnersville, which we can't say. That was part of the agreement. That's we part can't agreement. talk about it. We knew that it was not good. We knew the person who got pranked there, that that person's response to the rest of us was going to be so severe yeah. that yeah. We, we may implode on ourselves. Yes. And yeah. so and I mean, it, it, it got dangerous. It's like okay, a war. There, there was, there was a, there was a deadly weapon involved. Yeah. There <laughs> it was, someone was, someone was nearly physically harmed. Yes. Something was broken mm-hmm. and a national treasure was damaged. Well, but, but, I, but what I'm saying is what happened was then we said, guys, if we don't stop, none of us will survive. Yeah. We're all going yeah, down. Right. We, the we, the none, ship none is going it. down. We've got to fill this hole. Here. So you cannot practically joke anybody that's within the treaty. And, and the treaty has expanded to some other people over the years. All right, we'll come back. We'll finish this edition. Letters from the audience when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, comes right back. All right, so I want to talk about fume a minute. Now, I know, look, I I got it. Some of you, we have habits. They're not good for us. Uh, We're trying to find a way uh, to stop doing some of these things. So here's the thing when it comes to fume. Fume is completely natural. Uh, it, it uses flavored air instead of vapor. Okay. Uh, it, it also, instead of harmful chemicals, it's all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy. It makes replacing your bad habit easy. Uh, it comes with an adjustable airflow dial. It's designed with uh, movable parts and magnets for fidgeting. You know how these people love these fidgeting products now? It, it'll act, act as a fidgeting. Uh, um, an enhancement as well, giving your fingers a lot to do, which also that's helped with distressing and some of this, you know, a hand to mouth thing that's part of some of these bad habits. Uh, also, if you're somebody gets a little anxious while you're breaking the habit, this will help you with that. So uh, let me tell you, it, it's more flavorful than, than you might even imagine. You're going to love it. It feels very fresh. So here's what you need to do. Just go to Trifume, that's F-U-M, Trifume, F-U-M, Dot com. Use the code Rick Bubba. We'll get you 10% off uh, when you get the journey pack today. That's try, T R Y F U M dot com. Use the code Rick Bubba. Save an additional 10% off your order today and do something that's enjoyable while you're breaking that bad habit. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast uh, continues. Bubba, it's, it's the last uh, you know little, little part here. We got about you know seven, eight minutes. Uh, do you want to try to do some rapid fire and some quick ones that just have a quick answer? Uh, you know that'll be tough. Try I've got it. I've try got it. one I want to kick off here. Okay, uh, it was uh, asking advice. Okay, said I struggle. This is uh, well, I'm not going to give their name. I'm just going to tell you what they're saying. I struggle with uh, contentment. I mm, always feel yeah. like there's a better job or better opportunity yeah. out there, and I feel like I'm never satisfied with my current status. What um, would you? What advice would you give on being content in what you do? And of course, the Bible tells us to be content. It does. Thanks. It does. Um, I don't think that uh, that necessarily you wanting to improve your work situation is a sign of non-contentment, mm-hmm. uh, unless it is obsessive to, uh, to right, you. Right. Right. Uh, I think you should work hard. You know, we and you've heard this many right. times. If you do something you love. You never work a day in your life. Right. So I think if you can find that sweet spot in your life, kind of how God has designed you, and do that job and do it to the best of your ability, I think there will be some contentment that comes with that. But if you uh, are trying to better yourself, I think if you do a good job, 
opportunities to move up in the ranks or, or, or jump to a job close to that or whatever come along anyway. Right. Well, and I think you're right, because I look at our situation, um, I'm probably more content right now in my life than I've ever been. And, and the reason why is there were times when I thought that if this show didn't get to a certain level of popularity uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the bigger markets, you know, bigger deal, whatever, then somehow we weren't going to be successful. But what Bubba just told you is right. I notice now the emails and things I get from people that, that God has used this show to impact their lives as it is impacting ours. And I see that maybe the way I define success and the way God defines success isn't the same. Now, does that mean that I don't come in here still trying to bang on my craft and still try to get better? It doesn't mean that at all. I'm probably working on that more than I ever have. But it's to do the show well and and, and and like you said, Bubba, I'm seeing the impact of what I'm doing, and I'm I'm content with where I am. Remember this: if 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 the contentment is tied to it's never enough, that could be problematic. But like Bubba said, if you're just someone who's aspiring to continue to move forward and continue to better your situation, um, you know that that that's not necessarily bad. No, I don't. Now, think but so. but if you're saying I'm not content because I'm never happy, it's never enough for me. It's never a big enough house. It's never enough cars. It's it's never enough this. Never enough that. Now that could get problematic. Yeah, you're yeah. you're looking for happiness when you need to right. uh, be studying joy, which comes Correct. from inside. And and there's a lot of books written about it, and of course it's addressed in the scripture too. So yep. you can work through that and find it. I think. Have you ever been discussing about changing or modifying the Rick and Bubba introduction, the theme song? No, that's from Jeff Armstrong. It's it's too catchy. I mean, that. I mean, we still will do other things, but right. you can't ever take that away. No, right? that right. that has been a staple of the show. We we have people come in here all the time Kids that have never it. been on the show from other parts of the country. And they all love the theme song. So it's got a good hook to it. I think it will always be there in some form or another. Uh, where did Topaz come from? I must have missed it. I don't understand. Okay. Topaz is a medical procedure. That's from Al Yarborough. Where you punch holes in a muscle mm-hmm. and you microwave the muscle to kill off nerves that have overgrown in the situation and punching holes in it kind of releases the, the the muscle. In my case, I had it on my my foot, both, mm-hmm. fo- both feet mm-hmm. at one time or another yeah. to get rid of plantar fasciitis. So it kind of got a life of its own because we had called a team that had a player one time, the Chicago Bulls, that was struggling yep. from it oh, yeah. and tried to tell him about this procedure because it was, was a magic bullet for me. Uh, to, to get that done. And it, it just kind of got a life of its own. Like what about Topaz? Right. And it's a medical procedure, but it, it, it really got its own leg. <laughs> you know, do <laughs> you hear some of our explanations of stuff? I'm like, who listens to this show? I mean, why would anybody listen to this show? Uh, so another, I'd really enjoy Rick and Bubba. Uh, can y'all address how to integrate prayer in, into, into my marriage? You know, I, I will say he says they're young and all this. It, it really is. You got to be intentional about it. And I've gone back. I struggle with this too. Yep, I will. Too. I will tell you this: there is no doubt. The studies that have been done and done and done, a husband and wife that pray together on a regular basis, preferably every day. Yep. Sometimes that's not attainable. On a regular basis, those marriages are much stronger than the couples that don't. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when someone says, "What's the number one thing?" That you could say about my marriage, if you had you know 
10 seconds. I'd say pray with each other every day. Yeah, and, I agree. And we don't do enough yeah. at our household. I mean, we, we hit the meals, yeah. but but we're talking about beyond that. Oh, yeah. Sherry and I, this year, probably is the, we've been the most intentional about it this year. Now, we've prayed together uh, you know, over our entire marriage, but we actually are now doing, no, we will pray together at this time every day. And if we miss it, we're going to do it and make it an everyday thing because of, uh, you know, it's just so crucial. And you, as the spiritual leader of the home, you need to be the one that makes it intentional. I've been as guilty of this as everybody. We'd pray together for my wife wanted to. Yeah. But, no, but, but no. then I got and said, well, that's not much of a spiritual leader. And I remember, you know, Rich Wingo, he talks about this when he goes and speak. When he came to his wife and said, I've, I've made the decision that we need to be praying together every single day. You know what she said? About time. I've been waiting on this. Yeah. I was hoping one day you'd make this a priority. And I tell you, it, it, it does something for me very positive to hear my wife and yes. her sweet little voice yes. praying to God, saying, thank you for my husband. Yes. It just, it makes oh, me a better husband. No does. doubt about it. Uh, well, we don't, we don't have time for any more. We got uh, plenty more, we, Rick. There's plenty, we could keep we going. Could, we could keep going. So we'll we'll do other episodes of this. Uh, you know, instead of us just you know grabbing a guest just to have a guest, uh, I think this is a good series that we can do on, on those weeks that we don't have guests. Won't do it every week, but we'll bring it back in from time to time. And thank you for your letters. Appreciate that very much. That's right. And I know many of you have been screaming, Bubba, tell us more about ham radio. That's coming too. Yes. And I know that may, now there's some, there are some Rick and Bubba universities I may not be able to be on. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> thank we you. may start giving each other a week off <laughs> there and there. Go. There you go. Hey, thank you so much for the letters. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.